Welcome to Halal Money Matters, presented by Saturna Capital. I'm Christopher Patton, Saturna's cultural attache, and I'm here with Monim Salam, Executive Vice President at Saturna. How are you, Monim? I'm doing really good. I'm really excited about this uh, podcast. I'm going to take that a step further. Who are you? Because Uh, I don't know you very well. That's good. So uh, my name is Monim Salam. I actually grew up in uh, Houston, Texas. Okay. Um, Went to school um, in uh, University of Texas at Austin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Got my undergrad in uh, government and economics. Got my MBA specializing in international finance. And I joined Saturna uh, in 2002. Mm. And been here for about 17 years and loving every minute of it. And I have been a Saturna for far less of a time. We're, I'm just about getting to five years. But awesome. we haven't worked together much. Why is that? Well, I, for the past seven years, I've been living in Malaysia. Yeah. And so um, we back in 2010, we started an office there, and we really, want, really wanted to grow it. So I took the opportunity to take my family and go there and, 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 uh, and, and really try to grow that thing. So November 2018... Uh, is when I returned with my family. Do you feel like that was a rewarding experience? Uh, it was great. Uh, the travel was really good. Sure. And the different cultures that we were having exposure to. And now as we're, um, this is my first uh, fasting month of Ramadan that I'm spending mm. in the U.S. after mm. seven years in, in Malaysia. Um, and so it's different, but but it, you know every every country has its unique characteristics. Well, how is it different? <clears throat> well, for one thing, Malaysia's time uh, differences throughout the year only fluctuate by 30 minutes. Oh. So it's pretty much the same throughout the year. Okay. Whereas here right now, I mean, we're opening our fast at 3 o'clock in the morning, and then at Oof. night, we're breaking it at 8.40. So it's mm. quite a long day. Yeah. But other than that, I think, uh, you know, here, the community comes together a lot more. Um, there's different aspects of it, which, which are really good. Cool. So maybe we'll do a whole podcast on Malaysian <laughs> Ramadan or something I would, like that. I, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, well, I, like I said, I've been a Saturner for almost five years, yeah. primarily doing video production. Um, I also do a little promoting our company culture, both in and outside of our company walls. So what's what's our goal here with this show? What would you say our mission is? Yeah, so I mean, I think that what I wanted one want to um, do is really educate our listeners about uh, all the different aspects of um, uh, Islamic finance. Sure. So we'll start off obviously because we're in the business of investment. So we'll start off there, talk general, get more specific, and and as we get further on, I know people will have uh, questions on 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 other aspects of of uh, Islamic finance. So whether mm-hmm. it be a mortgage. Um, or you know insurance or anything along those lines. So I think I'd really like to be able to delve into it. And you know I, I get questions all the time from people. Some of them are very basic. Others are very very detailed about their particular situation. So mm-hmm. um, we'll try to cover it all from from the general to the specific, and hopefully people will benefit from it. Yeah. And for this first episode, we had kind of you know talked about potential topics, and one that I liked was you know what is Sharia compliant investing really? Yeah. And you kind of took it a step further, which I think is good, and said why invest yeah you know which i think is a great baseline for a lot of people yeah i mean it really is and you know um, a lot of times uh you know you there's always an excuse for you not to not to make investments sure people want to just put it off and and not do anything and and really what i try to encourage people is that you know make savings part of your expenses so for example as you pay your home mortgage bill you pay your other bills just make one expense item savings Mm. and uh you know, most people say you should keep about six to nine months. Most advisors say you should keep about six to nine months in, 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 in ready available cash. But then after that point, you know, they're, they're, you are getting even from your employer constantly bombarded with, hey, have a 401k. What's an IRA? Sure. What's all those things? So I think it's really important to do that. And, um, you know, one thing I was taught very early on is, you know, the people don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. And <laughs> sure. so it's yeah. really more a matter of trying to knowing exactly what's going to come up later on in your life. 
and really planning for that and making sure you have enough savings there to cover it. And I wasn't exposed to a lot of these concepts until I started working here yeah. five years ago. I mean, we are a lot of a lot of times as Americans living paycheck to paycheck, mm. and we're one paycheck away from falling into serious debt trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think what the savings allows you to do is really try to stay out of that trap. So what you know, we're well, we're always one step away from um, from uh, from from falling into debt, and and debt is something that's a it's a very serious topic in Islam. Um, not only the aspect of debt uh, from an interest perspective, which is not allowed, but just the idea of debt itself. Uh, and so, you know, for example, there's multiple hadith uh, or the sayings of the Prophet Muhammad. And one of them said that he never actually prayed um, the, the, the funeral prayer on somebody who died in debt. There's a lot of things like that. So really, um, you know, staying out of debt um, is, is something that's very encouraged in Islam. And that's hard to do in, you know, American culture because debt is seen as just something that everybody gets into freely i would say yeah i mean i mean the i think one of the greatest inventions of the 20th century was being able to convince people that debt is a credit <laughs> sure <laughs> right it's so, a different word so it's totally different exactly yeah, yeah. it makes a whole bunch of different because nobody likes to be in debt i mean you know you're always going to be subservient to the to your to your to the person who gave you the money and uh, you know the prophet muhammad actually used to um make a make a a, a special prayer that said, you know, oh God, uh, protect me from sins and heavy debts. And when somebody asked him, why do you make this prayer? And he said, you know, when somebody's in debt, when he tells, when he speaks, he tells a lie. And mm-hmm. when he when he makes a promise, he breaks it. And how many times have you lent money to somebody yourself? And every time you see the person, like, yeah, I'm gonna pay you back tomorrow. I, I know I got it. Just like uh, one more thing I got to do. And it's always it's always you know in 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 that, in that mind frame. So we don't. We don't I didn't want to talk about debt in this particular issue, but we can probably sure. do that later. But 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 I think uh, it's a it's a it's a way to be able to prevent that is to be able to have that savings. I mean, you know, with the education of our children, um, eventually going for Hajj. Um, you know, healthcare, all the things were just basically one accident, one something away from either being completely in debt or being dependent on other people to take care of us. And mm. so that, that's, I think, is very important to be able to be financially have some freedom. You know, I mean, I think generally speaking, I think, uh, um, you know, as, as I mentioned, there's a lot of things that, um, that, that, that you can do to be able to um, save money for things that are going to come up in your life. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if you're a, if you're a student, uh, you know, just uh, I, I, actually I'll, I'll back up. I mean, I think the importance of having or teaching our children to save is very, very important. So what I try to do um, with my children, and I'm not perfect, but, you know, is, and they don't always do it, but it's like <laughs> whenever they get money, it's like one-third you can spend on yourself, one-third you give to charity, and mm-hmm. one-third you're going to save. And so that if they get into that habit, um, that's, that, that's, really, that's really great. And then the, when, when they do that, then, you know, as they graduate, and, you know, they'll think twice about getting into student debt, and they'll look for scholarships or other alternatives um, to not fall into that student debt trap. Um, and then from there, you you know, you move on, and there are certain things that are almost a guarantee in your life, right? I mean, most likely you are going to, uh, you know, um, get married. You know, if you get married, you're probably going to have kids, and, and then eventually it's a matter of their education, your retirement, your parents are getting older. All of these things are happening every single, you know, um, let's say every five years or so, sometimes mm-hmm. even sooner. And a lot of times these things aren't happening in a vacuum. Right. And so a lot of times, you know, like it's it's – when your parents are old enough that they need to be taken care of, it's probably the same time your kids are old enough to go to college, and now you're seriously thinking about going for Hajj, right? And the pilgrimage part of it, which is which, which is uh, what Hajj is, um, you know, I remember probably not even like 15 years ago when I could go for Hajj for like $2,500. Mm. And now I was looking at the packages here in the U.S., and it's like $15,000. Oh and so the goodness. inflation of, <laughs> yeah. of Hajj is much more than the regular inflation rate in the U.S. Why do you think that is? 
I mean, I think, well, first of all, it's a captured market, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. you have to go. Yeah. Um, there's only a certain number of hotels that are there. Mm. And they're increasing the number of people that grow over, grow, go every year. So it's a supply and demand issue. Mm. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, it's doing that. And the other reason is, is that um, they are increasing the number of services that they offer. And sure. you know, maybe different packages and, yeah. and those type of things. But but I think for the for the average person, this is definitely something that... You know, they won't be able to take out of cash flow in any one given year. Mm-hmm. They have to be able to save for it. And, and there are vehicles to do that. And I think it's important to, uh, to think about those. And the great part is um, the prophet said that, you know, that your actions are judged on your intentions. And so if you basically just make the intention to go for Hajj and just start saving for it, even if you never get there, at least you've gotten a reward of actually going. Right. It's beautiful. So it's really great to, to really, even if it's $25 a month you're just putting away, you should, you know, people should try to do that. Well, and a lot of the things you're describing are things that are likely to happen or things that people know that they want. Yeah. But I think still when, when it comes to saving and investing, they, there's not there's not a goal-based mindset. They, do, they don't – a lot of people I speak to don't think about these things sure. as, as something that they have control over. They think so something will happen to me and then you react yeah. as opposed to looking down the line and saying this is something I want – this is something that means something to me or yeah. my family or a goal I have. And you can kind of take control of that timeline yourself you uh, really with can. your finances. Things, things happen in your life that you're like, so, I'm so glad that I saved. In schools yeah. in the United States, the financial literacy is not excellent. I yeah. took an economics class in high school. Home economics that was, is on, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah it's not uh, – I didn't feel empowered to take control of those things until really until I started working here and started seeing it firsthand like what you can do people yeah. have the power to do this that's so true I mean I remember in high school we, we were in home economics or something I mean somebody the teacher sat us down and said this is how you write a check right and you said, mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. you put the date and this is what you do and stuff yeah but it was never really about um what are you writing the check for right so it's you can write it for your expenses that's what they were t- we were taught but really it's also a matter of having it uh, you know for 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 emergency things mm-hmm. i mean i remember starting with like a 50 dollar a month investment in college um and um you know i slowly saved up and and uh you know at, in uh, in in the late 1990s um something happened where i let somebody borrow money and they never gave it back and i i needed the money and, and if i didn't have that savings i would have ended up in a in a crisis situation so sure. i kind of learned from that you know, not to do that again. Always have some savings aside, set aside. Do you what, wanna, what's the one thing you've learned that's a turn, uh, you know, that you think you would like to share with the audience? I think the importance of saving for retirement, mm. because ev- even not having an aspiration to buy a boat or go travel, like to me, I thought that's why you, that's why people save yeah. is because they they want some huge thing, and I'm happy without that. So I think it'll be okay. Yeah, kind of thinking, you know, I've lived cheaply my whole life, but you know, getting in and realizing just meeting your current standard of living, you need to have a certain amount. Medical expenses are going to be more. Things that maybe sound like they should be obvious, but aren't directly stated in a lot of schools in, in terms of these things. Yeah, you know, it's really funny. Um, you know, the traditional model of retirement is like 59, 60, you get a, you get a handshake and a gold watch and something, <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. off into the sunset, right, and right. you're going to you know, I mean, die in a few years or something like that. You know, my grandparents lived till they were almost in their 90s. Sure. And so if you retire and do nothing at 60... We have to kind of reframe and say it's really not about doing nothing. It's really d- doing the things that you want to do mm. with the savings that you're able to do it. So maybe if you love to work, maybe you do that. If you love to do charity, you do that. And you do those things later on. You spend time with your grandchildren. Whatever it is you want to do, this is like a supplemental thing to be able to help you 
and, and really being able to, to able to do what what you want to do. And I think that's really important to to, to kind of mention yeah. um, to people. Yeah. Just, you know, maintaining purchasing power for the money you save. Just keeping up with inflation and, yeah, right. uh, and, and cost of living, I think, is mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really mm-hmm. important. Realizing, oh, those uh, Pringles cans full of nickels I buried in the yard are not going to buy as many candy bars <laughs> in <true>. 40 years. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about goals that you might have or even foresee for yourself in investing to meet those but there are faith-based reasons that you would have as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest one that comes up we talked about a little earlier was uh, saving for Hajj. Mm. Um, that that that's one of them, and and the other one, um, you know, it's it's a matter of, I mean, there is an encouragement in Islam to save money, mm-hmm. and part of that saving is that you have to basically purify that savings as well. So you know, you get into the issues of zakat, uh, which is which is the purifying of your of, of your wealth, um, and that's a very very important aspect of of uh, of, of of Islamic finance. Um, really being able to use, um, you know, charitable uh, donations for uh, for causes that, that 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 people want to be able to invest. I mean, uh, to 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 spend money on. Um, so I think those are those are those are the couple of reasons why. I mean, I, I know now um, it's become in the U.S. It's become very popular to make uh, uh, religious excursions. You know, people are uh, organizing trips to Turkey or or Palestine to go to the Dome of the Rock or, mm. you know, those, those type of things. And, and not only the, the Hajj aspect of it, but a lot of people try to go to the lesser pilgrimage, which is called Umrah. And even that one is not cheap, so, you know, that's going to cost you money too. So, um, you know, maybe you go for Hajj and you're done and early on in your life or you're, you know, blessed enough that your parents paid for Hajj. But there might be other things that you want, you want, to, you want to do um, to do that. And I think a lot of times um, you could even be travel just in general. I mean, I think in America we're kind of a little bit insulated um, and so a lot of people don't travel, but I know that, you know, being able to visit Muslim countries and, 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 and others as well, it really broadens your horizon as to, um, you know, what the world is really like. And I really, um, those things, again, require savings. So now home ownership is another one. Mm. Um, you know, um, you, you might be living in an area where, where it's, uh, owning a home is cost prohibitive. It's just too expensive even to come up with a down payment. Uh, but that doesn't mean you should try to, you know, start saving towards that, uh, you know, towards that goal. And what are the vehicles that you can use to do that? Um, you know, that's that's no. Forget about the aspect of how do you find a halal mortgage. It's more a matter of how do you come up with a twenty percent down payment. And then and then from there, it's just, you know looking at uh, education and and retirement. You know, there's a lot of the government has a lot of incentives for you to um, to to do that, so they don't have to have to take the burden on uh, themselves. Mm. And so they give a lot of tax incentives and and those things um, also. And even on education, there's 529, there's Coverdells, all of these things are there. And I think um, really educating yourself about that. And, you know, and the beauty about these podcasts is going to be that, you know, you might not have children now, but maybe five years from now when you do, <laughs> you'll be able to go back to one of these episodes that we're doing and, sure. and listen to it again and be, and, and be able to maybe some, uh, get some benefit out of it. So we, we've talked about the why. Um, and so it seems like a natural place to leave it here would be to kind of establish our next episode is probably going to be the how. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think starting the how starts with, uh, the, um, you know, from why invest to now that you have investments, what do you do with it? It's going to be, you know, what makes an investment halal. Mm. Um, and I think that's that's probably the, a good podcast to do the next time because I think it'll take us uh, the next step towards really looking at what savings we can do and what investments we can make. All right. Well, I guess I'll see you back here for that one then. Sounds good. Looking right. forward to it. Thanks, my name. Thanks. Please consider an investment's objectives, risks, charges, and expenses carefully before investing. 
To obtain this and other important information about the Amana Funds in a current prospectus or summary prospectus, please visit amanafunds.com or call toll-free 1-800-728-8762. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing. Investing involves risk, including the risk that you could lose money. The Amana Funds restrict investments to those companies consistent with Islamic and sustainable principles, which limits opportunities and may affect performance. This material is for general information only and is not a research report or commentary on any investment products offered by Saturna Capital. This material should not be construed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy any security in any jurisdiction where such an offer or solicitation would be illegal. We do not provide tax accounting or legal advice to our clients and all investors are advised to consult with their tax accounting or legal advisors regarding any potential investment. Investors should not assume that investments in the securities and or sectors described were or will be profitable. This podcast is prepared based on information Saturna Capital deems reliable. However, Saturna Capital does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information. Investors should consult with a financial advisor prior to making an investment decision. The views and information discussed in this commentary are at a specific point in time, are subject to change, and may not reflect the views of the firm as a whole. All material presented in this publication, unless specifically indicated otherwise, is under copyright to Saturna. No part of this publication may be altered in any way copied or distributed without the prior express written permission of Saturna Capital.